Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Things Nobody Tells You podcast. It's me, Lily. We're unhinged. We're not like that unwell this week, but like we're struggling through it. We are surviving and like a tiny bit of thrive thrown in there for maybe like five minutes. But besides that, nothing's happening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you haven't listened to the first daily episode of 2024, well, actually, it's the first daily episode of the Things Nobody Tells You Ever. Uh, it released yesterday, and I'm super excited. To refresh everyone's memory, if you didn't listen to that episode, this is the new working schedule for the podcast you're currently listening to. Mondays, we have a daily episode. Tuesdays, we have a daily episode. Wednesdays, we have our normal niche episode, which is where I get to talk about whatever I want, whatever the thing that nobody's telling you, and I get to talk about it. Okay. Then Thursdays, you get a daily episode and Fridays, you get a daily episode. I know this is weird. I don't care. I'm breaking down barriers. I'm starting a new thing. I'm, I'm, I'm crushing it. Daily episodes are pop culture, things happening, what's new. They're shorter episodes. They're more condensed down to the time and the day and what's happening in the world and what I feel is important to talk about. And it's not news. Like it's not like a news cycle episode, you guys. It's like pop culture, what's happening, what I think is interesting, what I think you guys will think is interesting. And I'm throwing in a dose of like true crime because it's me. And that's a thing nobody told you. So it's me. So anyway, um, I just want to say, do a quick shout out. My bestie, Angela, who is a tarot card reader, came on the podcast. I want to say she came on in December. I can't remember the date. And you guys blew up that episode. Um, I'm trying to convince her to come back on. And if you have any questions or you want to reach out to her, I'm going to put her email in the description in this, this episode. And if you want to reach out to the podcast with a question to ask her when she's on the podcast, put it and send it to my email, which it will be in the description too. I'm convincing her to come back on. I will convince her to come back on. Obviously, like there's no point in arguing with me. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausting. <laughs> she's just, hopefully she caves. We shall see. She will. She's going to come back on. She's excited. She loved, she loved, um, com- connecting with all you guys. Moving forward this week's episode. I just want to really ground myself in a situation that's ongoing with me that I feel like a lot of you guys have resonated with and have written it about separately and it's been it's even in my TikTok comments a lot but I will say TikTok I I'm sorry I should I was gonna rant about this but then I stopped I got distracted I am so annoyed at TikTok I am so shadow banned I'm like maybe my account is gone bad forever who the heck knows like I have hundreds of thousands of followers on there and I love making videos for you guys on there except it's like all of a sudden completely plummeted and I don't know what is going on and quite frankly I'm about to be that little girl who complains to TikTok being like I'm so confused what we have done to my account (laughs) because I'm not gonna you guys I love you so much but I can't put this much time and energy into writing creating scripts filming them if like something is genuinely wrong with the account and that's what it seems like because it was out of nowhere I got an account warning for something that wasn't real I won that when I contested it 
with TikTok. And then ever since then, it's just been a problem. And this was a while ago now. So I, I'm just really frustrated with it. And I, I don't know. I'm just being honest with you guys. A lot of you guys come here from TikTok and I'm just being real with you. Like it's it's like you sh- some of the comments I get too are like, what's wrong with your views? Like what's going on here? Like people notice it. It's kind of like I'm not embarrassed, but like I guess the concept of it is embarrassing. So I'm just like, look, I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault. I am doing the exact same thing at the exact same times. I'm not breaking anything. I'm not suddenly trying to do a makeup tutorial. Like, you guys, I'm trying over here. Um, But yeah, look, if you can see my content, if you have been engaging with it, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it because it is very time consuming and like it's not my job. So hold on. This always happens. I, I'm going to leave this in. Hold on. So I always start the podcast sitting cross-legged with the microphone like directly pushed up against me. And I swear to God, every single time I have to cut out this like clunk, 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 clunk of me moving my leg because they go dead. By the way, did you hear this? I saw this thing on TikTok where like if you have like pins and needles in like your leg or your arm, you shake your head from side to side and that like takes away the pins and needles and I've tried it a bunch of times and it works I don't know I'm not a health and wellness podcast but like I don't know that's a fun fact for you okay so the subject of this week's episode is making friends as an adult and I'm telling you this because I've been really bummed out about it recently I've been so bummed about it it's been it's been kind of heartbreaking because I feel like I'm almost 30 which age is such a strange concept, you guys. Like, I don't know what to do with age because it's like, I don't feel like any certain number. If you were to ask me like what my age is, I certainly wouldn't tell you my real age. Like, not that I wouldn't tell you my real age. Like, I'm lying to you. I'm just like, the age I am doesn't resonate anything with me. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not like making a thing of age. I'm just saying like, it's a strange thing to me. I don't identify with it. And so whenever people are like, how old are you? Like, what's your name? I'm like, does my age matter? Like, what do, what does it feel like I am? That's what I will be to you. Like, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm 21. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm behaving like I'm 21. <laughs> Minus, like, I don't know. I feel like people in their early 20s are, like, drinking a lot. I don't drink. But, like, I don't know. That's one thing I've never addressed on here. Let's do a little tangent. Okay. I have never really talked about the fact that I don't drink. Now, have I drunk? Sure. But, and, you know, obviously, I've probably been actually drunk a couple of times in my life, intoxicated a couple of times in my life. But I'm not someone who drinks. And it, I was at an event recently where I, I just, I don't drink because I don't like the taste of it. It's not for any, like, reason and I'll never forget being like a little girl and my parents would like drink wine at night like boxed wine (laughs) my parents would drink boxed wine at night and I just I remember thinking I'm just never gonna drink alcohol and I got on this weird thing where I was like it's gonna kill you like as a child I was like drinking kills like (laughs) I'll never forget just like in high school like in Australia the drinking age is 18 And so like in high school, like people, people were drinking and I'll just never forget being like, 
that's just gonna kill you isn't it Sarah you're just you're gonna end up an alcoholic and that's just gonna kill you and as and I wouldn't I've never said these things out loud to anyone obviously and I'm I'm kidding right now but I'm saying that people didn't like me for that reason and I'll never forget getting into college and I would legit fake drunk I never drunk in college maybe one time maybe once but it was it was like at home it wasn't like at a party or anything I've always been very aware of crime okay like you don't grow up watching CSI Miami and and the original CSI obviously and not be aware of like crime and roofies and like all these things so but like to an obnoxious level where I'm like "Ah, you go out that's what's gonna happen (laughs) maybe my mother was right to to like let me watch CSI that young like yeah I feel like I was like seven she'd argue with me but I feel like I was like seven and that was the result it had um, by the way, if I am not on an episode of CSI at one point in my life, then I did something wrong. Like, we need to get me on a CSI. Does CSI still film? They just started a CSI in Australia. Or maybe that was NCIS, or Sydney or something. But I need to be on one of those shows. We're going to do that. 2024, that's on the vision board. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is I just was the person who didn't drink. And it wasn't, it wasn't really a secret. Like, everyone kind of knew I was, like, didn't drink. And everyone knew it was just because I didn't like it. No one thought it was like because I'd had a problem or a personal issue or anything like that. And honestly, it doesn't matter if what someone's reason is for not drinking. I can say I don't drink and that's enough. I don't need to explain myself. And I feel like we're in the year of not explaining ourselves. I feel like we're in the year of I don't owe you an explanation. I feel like we might be in the year of that. Unless I want to give you one. If I want to give you an explanation, I can. So that's the, I just, I just didn't drink. And then in college, I would fake drunk. Like I would not, not drunk, but like I would fake being tipsy. Like I would fake drinking. I would never faked being drunk, drunk. Like that's a bit weird, but I would fake drinking. So people would think I was drinking at parties, at events, and people were none the wiser. Like it wasn't really that well known once I hit college, especially because I came to college in the U.S. And I, I just like I, I, people had no clue. And I was literally just like having a good time and drinking my water and people basically thinking I was probably drinking straight vodka and I never said like I'm drinking. I think I was just being silly and goofy and having fun and chatty and everyone just assumed I was drinking and one day I was at school and someone came up to me and was like wow you were real you were a real good time at that party you were hilarious I think I did like a high school musical dance like I reenacted it and I was like oh yeah and they were like you remember it and I was like I was completely sober what are you talking about there and they didn't believe me And I was like, I don't drink alcohol. What are you talking about? And that was the first time I realized me being me looks like I am drinking at a party. So that's good. And that was the catalyst. Like, oh, I'll just pretend I am then. If everyone's going to assume I am, I'll just pretend. Like, why not? So I did that, like, basically my entire college life and then left college. And then I would have, like, something sweet 
like sweet wine occasionally on special events but only if I could not taste the alcohol in it and as I got older obviously like there were certain occasions where like weddings where I would drink a lot and it wasn't really intentional it was just because like there wasn't water like certain things just happened right so I've been drunk a couple of times as an adult but never like as a as a teenager anyway um I will say I recently went to like a and I won't say what it was, but it was a it was a life event for a friend and they had what was mimosas. But I didn't realize they were mimosas. Um, it just was a tank of orange juice. I just thought it was orange juice. And it's like midday. And I just I got took myself a cup and my best friend comes over to me. She's like, you're drinking. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? No. Why? She goes, well, you've got a mimosa in your hand. So. And I had no clue. I couldn't even taste the alcohol in it. I was like, oh. Anyway, so I had I had a mimosa. And honestly, I, I did not mean to. And I'm just saying, like, label your alcohol at events, people. Because they eventually did put a label on it. It was just because I was there so early. But I, I yeah, it, that was my bad. So, like, occasionally I drink. Sometimes accidentally when I can't taste it. Anyway, this kind of feeds into what I wanted to talk about today. Making friends as an adult. Like, you don't know how much me not drinking has come, has, like, affected my friendship making abilities and people wanting to be friends with me. Like, people think if you don't drink, you're not fun especially in your 20s and it's just so it's so bad like ugh. like I have I have a best friend who does drink and I have a best friend who doesn't drink apart from like special occasions and then I have another best friend who's like "Mm," sometimes does sometimes doesn't and so like I have friends who come from all walks of that honestly those are the three people closest to me I have friends from all walks of like their their relationship with alcohol and I'm telling you, like, when you go to make new friends, it is, like, a point of contention as an adult. Like, me saying I don't drink, but just for, like, no reason apart from I don't like it was just kind of, I don't know. It's had such a drawback to the point where I just won't bring it up. I just don't point it out. And it's only been brought up because I've been directly asked, but I've, like, just started... But then the, uh, the flip side of that is like, if you have a problem with that, I don't want to be your friend. Like, are you out of your mind? One of the main things for me was like, after COVID, all my friends spread out and moved. Like, no one stuck around where I currently was and where we'd all kind of built our friendships. And I'm just not the girl with friends from high school. I have one girl from high school I still talk to. One. Shout out to Maddie. Love Maddie. Maddie is the best. Um, and she and I like, will catch up like no time has passed. Like she and I are, we have been friends since kindergarten, but we're not best friends. Like she has no clue what's happened to me in the last 12 months. And I have no clue what's happened to her in the last 12 months. But if I meet up with her tomorrow, we'll tell each other everything and it will be like no time has passed. But, and she is someone who like, if you ask me to look back on my life, like she would be in every big moment for like 18 years. She really would. Um, and, but like she and I aren't best friends and I has a lot to do with the fact that I moved. I'm sure if I stayed there, we would be I'm sure if I stayed where I grew up, I, we hundred percent would be, um, her family was like my second family growing up and 
it's weird then like going into adulthood like I made friends in college and honestly those are my friends now but like sort of out of college too I made made those friends so it was like that pivotal time like when you're in like your 23 22 23 and those are my very close friends now and it's weird to think that like making new friends is such a strange concept and I'm I'm not saying like and I said this in a previous episode we don't all need like 5,000 friends. We don't need the 17 girls to go to brunch with. But like community is important. Friends are important. We all want friends. If you don't want friends, you're just lying to yourself. If you don't want more friends, that's fine. But like, you know, we all want friends. We all want a community. We all want we all want people to talk to. We all want people who care about us. And making new friends as an adult is the most wild experience. So like I said, I've had the people who didn't like me because I didn't drink. All right. So they're clearly the partiers. I have met people through friends and that has been one of the most like effective ways people have stuck around in my life. Like if I met you through a friend, like I've met a lot of friends through my best friend and those have kind of made the ones that I've like stayed knowing, stayed invited to their events and their life things, but I've never really become like close to them. I also feel like there's a certain thing if I, I I just feel weird if like I become good friends with my best friend's friend. I feel like there's like there has to be a degree of separation there. Like I feel like I can't make them another really best friend. Like that would maybe be weird. I don't know about that. But it got me thinking like all the times I've tried to make friends with people over the last like few years has just failed it has always ended in the other party like the other the other group of friends or the other person just like bailing it's always ended with them just like either not getting back to me being busy not wanting to put an effort to maybe like hanging out or like catch getting lunch or getting <laughs> getting brunch heaven forbid I say that and it's just kind of been a bummer and it's not personal. I think that's the biggest, and I can't be the only one who feels like this. It's not personal. It's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It's so easy to make it about you in your head. Like you're not selfish for doing that. That's fine. Like I do it all the time. Like it's not, it's just not about me. It's got everything to do with them. They're busy. They don't have the time or the space or the energy. Um, and that's totally chill moving on, moving forward. And not every person you meet has to be your best friend, has to be your new close friend, has to be a person you speak to all the time to retain a friendship. I think that's one of the most, that's one of the the better sides to things like Instagram is like you can interact with the moments people choose to post and interact back and forth with them after you see that moment. Like if I post something on my stories, like for instance, Maddie will respond and like comment on it or whatever. Or if a friend that I'm not really close to, but like maybe wanted to build a friendship with, but we don't have a lot, like there's not been much energy put into it. I respond to like her stories. She'll respond back. We'll have like moments of back and forth. So we're like communicating slowly, but surely. I'm going to tell you that's like the weirdest way to explain this, but like that is how so many of my friendships have started. So many of my friendships have started. Like people say sliding into the DMs of like a potential partner. Slide into the DMs for those friendships. Seriously do it. What's wild to me though is when you're the single friend and then your current friendships start to be affected by people around you getting into relationships. I have basically been the single friend 
always like I my relationships have existed but they've never been integrated into my friendships mainly because my friends live far away and then also because just like timing and I'm just I'm I'm the single friend I am and so watching your friends get married and like I make a point to like be there for the biggest moments no matter what the cost no matter what the situation you're getting married you're having a baby you know no matter what it is I'm gonna turn up and what's been so weird is like watching those friends go through those moments and then you they they kind of come to the realization that the connection has changed a little bit between you two because their priorities have changed like your friendship is no longer like top tier priority for them because they have a whole relationship or they have a whole baby and that's fine that's normal that's good like your priorities should change as you get older but it is it is weird how it changes like it is it's it's so strange it's so strange and it's just one of those things that like no one really talks about and like just for an example like this happened <laughs> this happened to me so my friend my my one of my best friends she got into a relationship and they were together for like a year and obviously the friendship became very strained because of her relationship because the person she was with changed her a little bit for momentarily and it wasn't a person I could be she wasn't someone I could be close to when she was in that relationship and her priorities shifted that relationship became number one um and nothing else was allowed to get in the way of it and that's you know things happen life happens it's never something I held against her it's never something I was mad at her about um and you know this was even a person I met like I met her boyfriend And as a result, like, and that relationship eventually for her would end. And I took a, we took a break. Like, our friendship wasn't the same because it, it, it just had changed. It had just changed. And, um, you know, I think it speaks to the fact of, like, I think that's one of those things like as you get older you learn that like once you enter a relationship you can't throw everything else in the trash like you have to keep your own relationships going independently like if you don't want to that's fine but like they won't survive on their own you know it's like kind of expecting like a goldfish to feed itself and survive like you have to that was what happened like she she bailed on our friendship in that regard like she stopped feeding the friendship so the friendship died a little bit but she's also one of those people like my high school friend, it's like, she'll always be in my life, you know? And, and, um, but with her, it was more of a thing of like that relationship ended. Um, and we took a minute, but we were always communicating. It was different communication. And then like, we were fortunate enough to both want to maintain like a close friendship that it was important to us that, um, we put the effort into rebuilding it. And she and I have actually done that a couple of times. We have more of a sisterly relationship. We like to argue. But uh, so it's 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 interesting, like accepting that friendships will change, accepting that like people will change and that will inadvertently change your relationships with them. Sometimes you don't like people anymore. And it's so sad. 
It's so depressing. But I think the worst thing you can do is fight it. If you fight change, if you fight information being presented to you, if you fight situations being presented to you, you're just harming yourself. And like that was my biggest lesson, I think, of the last year, like fighting change, fighting things ending, like these things need to end. Stop resuscitating them. Stop, stop resuscitating them. But then the other side is like, okay, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I want to make new friends. Like some friendships have changed. Some friendships still exist. But I would like to meet new people and do new things and like hang out with new people. How the heck are you meant to do that? How the heck are you meant to do that? So I came up with some ideas for you. And always remember, this is not an advice podcast, like by any means. It's just unhinged opinions. You know what I'm saying? Okay. that's. I think it's sometimes helpful though, because this is what I would want to listen to. And that's where I come from whenever I speak. So I came up with some ideas of where we can meet new people. And I am actively trying these, okay? Okay, I know your mother told you to never, like, meet people off the internet. But I'm now telling you to. There are, like, Facebook groups, you guys, where you can join them. And they're, like, in-person groups that meet up. So it's not one individual. You're not communicating with one person. Relax over there, mom. You, they're, like meetup groups in the city you're in like and they're all over the world like I'm in one for LA and New York and they're just walking groups of and they're like specifically only for girls where you meet up you go on these walks you can bring your dogs you cannot bring your dogs it's like hot girl walks and they just go on these walks through like different parts of the city in New York they do them in Central Park and they're just girls hanging out. And sometimes they go to brunch afterwards. Sometimes they go to coffee. Like, it's very chill. It's very easy. You can walk away from it if it's not your vibe, if you're not feeling it. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just with the same purpose of what I'm talking about is the purpose of these groups. And it's very cool because, like, no one's making it a thing. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're doing something cool together. We don't need to know each other to do something cool together. Like, let's let's go. Let's get to know each other. And I think that's so fun. So I would recommend that. I've done that twice now. I actually really loved it. Another one is go to as many like free community events as possible. Sometimes people just aren't in an area that does these, but like I am. And I have been to a couple of them in the last few months. And they've I've met some like really cool people, especially if you live in my neighborhood. Like it, I met a couple of married couples who are just like, want me to have me out. Like they're lonely. Like they're like, we want friends. Like we don't really have friends. A lot of people move to new cities as married couples. And I like, I overlooked that. Like, of course you wouldn't have any friends if you moved to a new city as a couple. Like that must be hard feeling like you only have each other. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll be your friend. Like I had this couple invite me over for dinner and they were both like, we, we want to like have a friend in the neighborhood. I'm like, yes, like I'll pet sit your dog if you go out of town. Like I just, I really, community events in your like area are the best because you don't have to participate if you're not feeling it. And then you never know who you'll meet. Volunteering is a cool one. If you can do it, if you're in a position to do it, not everyone is. Um, volunteering is a cool one because who's going to volunteer and be a bad person? No, you're going to meet good people, aren't you? Like no bad people are taking their time to volunteer to like at a soup kitchen or at a donation center. Like no, no bad people are doing that. You're going to meet good people. You meet fun people. So that's another one I came up with. I'm trying to think of new things that people don't often like preach to people. I would also say like, try not to be shy. Try to be like a hundred percent yourself that way. That way, if people want to be friends with you for who you're presenting to be, you know that they want to be friends with you, not like 
a version of you that was holding back and now you're scared to be yourself. Okay. This woman requires a little bit of cash, (laughs) but I have met really, I recently started going to concerts. Like I was never a concert person. And now I'm very much like, yeah, like I love music. I want to go to a concert. Like even if it's a concert, I don't really know. As long as it's not heavy metal, I don't do heavy metal. I get a headache or death metal. Like the, 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 the thing that sounds like screaming to me, I totally respect the art form. I'm sure it's very difficult. I'm just saying, um, I can't do that type of music any other music I will go to a concert for it I don't care if I've never heard the artist I'm down to go to a concert basically I have met so many people at concerts they're so fun they're usually very mellow because they're there to see the artist not to like get wild I have I met one of my favorite people of 2023 at a concert at a Taylor Swift concert but still like I loved it loved it it was amazing I mean and that kind of bleeds into this one and it's like join communities online or join groups that meet up that are like interested in the same thing you are so whether it's like I don't know a music group or just like a subject or whatever it is like a Taylor Swift group on I'm not the only example I can give you because I'm a Taylor Swifty. That's one of my favorite things to do when I meet new people. And like, what's your opinion on Taylor Swift? And, you know, don't forget, like, the flip side to, like, meeting new people is a bitch. The flip side to it is they don't want to hang out with you or follow up with you or never, and nothing ever comes of it. And sometimes it can hurt your feelings. And just be aware it has nothing to do with you. You can get, let your feelings get hurt. That's okay. That's okay. But know that it is literally nothing to do with you. Wow, there's a lot of noise happening today. There's literally nothing to do with you in that situation. It's just their behavior, but their behavior isn't a reflection of you and who you are and them not wanting to be friends with you. That's just what they have going on. Okay. Just remember that going into the friendship searching journey. Okay. So in 2023, I hope you all like find a friend if you're searching for one. I hope you find someone fun to talk with, chit chat with, goss with. I became friends with someone who lives in my neighborhood purely because of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I'm talking about them in my daily episode tomorrow. I'm not getting into that right now, but I have so many things to say. Um, So yeah, like I think it's a matter of everyone deserves a community, no matter how big or how small. One person, two people, 20 people. Everyone deserves a community. Everyone deserves to feel important to someone and cared about and like they have a friend and someone to talk to. And I feel like this is going to sound weird, but I feel like that's almost what I did here with this podcast. Like that was purely my goal was to feel like I had a group of friends who like, it sucks that I'm the only one talking, I guess, on the podcast, but like I, we're, we're in a weird way chit chatting because you guys write in, you respond, you let me know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what we need to discuss, your opinions. And you guys DM me all the time. Like I am friends with so many of you guys who listen to this. And the other day I was in a meeting discussing this podcast and the person, they, it was someone interested in in being part of this team and they are not going to be. But like they said, like how many, like what's your fan outreach like? And I'm like, fans? Like what are you talking about? You mean my friends? I was like, no, 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 no. There, that's a common misconception. I feel like when any people come to me with like opportunities, like your fans. I'm like, I don't have fans. They're not <laughs> fans if anything they're criticizing me (laughs) they're telling me what I've done wrong go read my comments section like they're checking me they're putting me in line they're giving me advice they're calming me down 
they're shaking their head at me. They're not fans. They're not even subscribers. Okay, they're my friends. They're my community that I, I'm part of there. They're not part of me. Like, <laughs> I'm fortunate that they speak to me. Some of the DMs you guys send me are hilarious. One person messaged me the other day. I'm really worried about you. Do you need to talk? <laughs> I don't know who this person is. But they were responding to a video on TikTok. And I was like, oh, actually, that's really nice of you. Kinda. Kinda. There's an open, not an open window, but a, a window that people can see into where I'm sitting and recording right now. And people are staring at me recording this because I look crazy. Anyway, if you're searching for a friend, a community, just know that you you also have one here. Like you really do. I respond to every DM eventually. <laughs> what unfortunately happens is I'll read things and fall asleep and then forget they exist because the notification is gone. And then I have to go back in and mentally remember, oh my gosh, that's right. I've got to respond. So I, I try to always respond. But yeah, you have a community here. You have a friend here. So please know that. Okay, you guys. I have such exciting news. Someone called into the Buckle Up hotline. They weren't drunk. They weren't doing anything suspicious. It wasn't illegal. I can play it. Here is something that I realize I might have made a little mistake with. I hope everyone's aware if you call into the hotline, I'm going to play the voicemail. And so I'm nervous. Like, I'm assuming you guys realize that. I'm assuming you guys realize that. But it's made me nervous because I'm like, I hope I hope it's okay that I share this. But this person like obviously called in with this issue and asked for my thoughts. Um, I'm assuming you're okay with it because why else would you call in? Obviously, this whole thing stays anonymous. Like I never use any names, even when you put your name in it, which you did. <laughs> I never use anyone's name. I cut it out. And so, but it is your voice. So I am publicly saying that now. Hi, Lily. So, oh, I don't even know how to start this. <laughs> so, I recently got sober in like the last year or whatever, and I've been having like issues with my partner as they smoke a lot of weed, and I've just been kind of trying to deal with it and figure out like what kind of flag it is and like what I want in my relationship. Been with him for like three years, love him so, so much. But it's definitely been, like, a disconnecting factor in our relationship. And I've definitely felt, like, disconnected in, like, the times that he smokes. And, yeah, um, not very unhinged. <laughs> but I'm just wondering what you would identify this flag as. Because I'm trying to, like, progress in my life and, like, feel better about myself. And, yeah, it's been just something I've been dealing with the last few months a lot more trying to figure it out because he'll like have his friend come over and like then I'll just feel super disconnected after they go and smoke and it's been annoying so yeah thank you Lily love you so much love everyone bye okay first of all I want to say thank you hold on caffeine hit for writing into the for calling in to the podcast oh my gosh see how normal it is for people to write in you called in that means so much to me thank you so much this is going to sound, I'm, I have a lot to, to give you here because I've dealt with this exact situation. I've dealt with this I identical situation, like identical situation. So that's why like, when you called this in, I was like, oh, like this is, this is me. But last year, this is me. I was in a relationship with someone who smoked all the 
time. Smoked weed, took gummies. Um, and the most funny thing, like if you ask any of my friends, that was the most shocking part about this person to them. Because my big thing was like, I can't be with anyone who smokes weed. Um, I hate the smell of cigarette smoke and weed smoke. It makes me physically ill. And so they were like very shocked that this person smoked this much. And I kind of hid it, I think, from my friends for a second because I was like, they're going to think this is a terrible idea if I'm with this guy. But I wanted to be with him. Like I was just like, what am I doing? But anyway, that ended in utter disaster. But I dealt with this because when someone is high consistently – they're avoiding connection. They're avoiding dealing with things. They're avoiding being fully sober and aware and having to process things in that mindset. Like you, you can't never be sober. Like if you're someone who can never be sober, meaning you always have to be high, you always have to be drinking, or you always have to be taking something. Like there, that's that's an issue, and that's a very deep, in my opinion, and that's a thing. You know. To have a relationship with someone like that is very difficult. That was my situation. I'm not saying that's your situation. Like this person was basically always high and I didn't really realize it. Like I had no idea. They were like a functioning smoker. So it was weird. Like I had no idea how bad it was until I was like in it, in it. And I was like, oh, you smoke this much? I had no idea. Have I never seen your personality? So it's like I had a situation with this subject. So anyway, um, here's what I will say. I think it's, you love him. You love him. You said him, right? Okay, good. Just checking out the right pronouns. I've made mistakes. Bottom line is you love him. The other bottom line is love isn't enough if two people are not compatible with where they want to go with their lives. So you asked me not for a buckle up segment. You asked me what I thought the flag situation was on this. And to be clear, that was actually something I started doing at the start of the podcast. And I stopped doing it because I just started calling it the buckle up segment. So just so we're all aware, our friend here is not calling up for us to buckle up about this. She was just calling in because she's concerned about it. She's, she's worrying about it a little bit and she wants my take on it. Look, I'm not trying to make this a bigger deal than it is, but I will tell the, tell you that like one of the biggest things I have learned is compatibility and people change and to not fight that change. So all I will say to you is the best way to look at this for you, what you want, who you are and where you're going with your life is if the roles were switched. So let's say you kept smoking and your partner got sober from, let's say it's smoking. Um, would you, as that partner make an effort to make a change in your lifestyle and when you smoked and when you didn't smoke so you could have moments with your partner where you're both in the same state, like you're both sober. Would you do that for your partner? Whether it was because they brought it up to you or because you just would notice that. Like for me, I would notice that. Like if I was a smoker and my partner, I keep saying smoker, I mean, I don't know what you call (laughs) I don't know, like a weed, a weed taker <laughs> smokes weed. I don't know. I, I know that. I know that you can. Oh, this is ridiculous. So if you're, <laughs> I'm so bad at the words. But what I'm saying is, like, for me, I would make it. I would just notice that and be like, okay, I'm gonna make a change. Like for me, I'd be like okay, I'm going to have like this time where I can hang out with my friends and get high. Like maybe when I go to their house or when it's like 
I let my, I give my partner like a heads up, like Saturday night, Mikey's going to come over and that's the plan. But Sunday we're going to go for a walk and go for brunch. Like that's going to be our time. And I, and I'm not going to smoke. Like that's going to be our time. Like I would make in my head and then verbally out loud to my partner, I would communicate that. That is something I would just do because that's the type of effort and communication I want and need both ways in a relationship with my partner. The cops are coming to get me. Everyone would have a different answer to that. Like, that's just my answer, right? I'm not saying that needs to be your answer. And your answer can be anything. It's your answer. It's what you want. If your answer in any way aligns with mine, okay, I would tell you, you need to sit your partner down. And you need to be like, look, I love you. Like, I love you. You're so important to me. But here's something that's also important to me that I, I feel like you're not aware of. And that's me wanting to be sober and stay sober or that's me wanting to be a b c d e f g whatever it is I'm just giving you an example right and it's important to me that that's important to you because it's important to me so meaning I would love it if you would like to have days where you don't smoke, set aside times where we're both sober and can spend time together and made sure we were prioritized and that there was clear communication when that would not happen. Like everyone wants to do their own thing, right? So let's say, hey, I need clear communication when you want to smoke and when you want to hang out with your friend. That takes 10 seconds. If your partner is going to go like, ugh, or like roll their eyes at that, love you, but maybe they're not a person who is respecting your wants and needs then even if you love them. Not saying that will happen at all. I'm just saying that's a situation. That could be an outcome. You never know. Here's the thing. People change. People evolve. Smoking is a weird thing in relationships, especially because it's not like cigarette smoke. Like you're not, you don't have like a bad habit. You're, well, it could be considered a bad habit, I'm sure by many people, but it's altering your state of consciousness. Like, so it's, you're high, so the connection you have with them is like, it changes. It's different. I'll also say like, if the friend, like the friend's coming over, his friend coming over to smoke and you feeling disconnected, like if that was like maybe something you all used to do together and now, now you're kind of being pushed aside, like it, it, make, it feels like that. I will say to you like, don't take that on as like your problem. That is 50-50 his problem too, okay? Like he needs to know when his partner is not feeling fulfilled, is not feeling happy. He needs, he should know that. If he's not aware enough of that, then that's a conversation. I'm not trying to be doomsday. I'm trying to give you things I would do if I was in your situation. Communication. I would tell you, have this conversation. This is bottom line what I would do. I would say Friday. I don't know if he goes to work. I don't know if you go to work. Like I don't know the situation. Let's say he's at work or in the morning before work or after work. You say to him on a Friday, hey, Sunday, can we sit down and can we talk about some stuff and go over some things don't don't make it an anxiety filled like we need to talk moment just say like can we sit down and like go over stuff I just want to talk to you about some things and like just like have a conversation and can we can we like both be sober for that um because it is important to me to talk about some stuff and he can either be like 
I need to talk about it right now. And if you're sober, you can. And have an honest conversation. And you're going to know from there. But you need to have a conversation. Because what's going to happen if you don't is this is just going to build and build and build. And a situation that maybe could be pivoted from and fixed and very easily just like switched up so everyone's happy will build into a big bear that is just your partner won't understand why it's such a big deal because it becomes so big from you holding on to it that they'll be like, what the heck? It's just like a very unhealthy thing to do to hold on to it because it just, you, it just has so many different strings attached to it. And it sounds like you've been sitting on this for a second, but I also don't know if you've already brought this up to them. I will say if you have already brought this up to them, it's time for another conversation that's going to take a little more seriousness if they haven't made any change or effort or, or done anything to kind of improve how you're feeling. Like, it's not your partner's job to give you happiness, but it is your partner's job to make sure they're not making you unhappy. <laughs> it is your partner's job to tap into how their partner is feeling and and making sure that everyone is feeling good in the relationship. That's that's everyone's job in the relationship. So I would tell you that. Call back in. Let me know how it goes. Or if you just want to keep it private, you can always call in and just say like, hey, like this is just for you. Just say that. I won't I won't air it. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, like I, this is very close to me and I totally understand where you're coming from. It it is very difficult to navigate things like this in relationships, especially when they change, you know, and it's definitely something if two people want to have that relationship together it's very simple. Like it's very, it's super simple, super simple. Like as long as you're understanding that it might take them a minute to make the change. I don't know if they're like, cause I know weed is very addictive. Like that feeling is very addictive as long as you're on. I mean, I'm sure you're understanding to that. So as long as you're understanding that like, it's going to might be a little tricky for them to make the change, but they want to make the change. I think it's all about intention and then trying and action. We all make mistakes. We all slip up. But as long as we're actively trying and we keep trying and we keep putting in the effort where it needs to go, I think that's the most important thing in relationships. As long as everyone is happy. If we're not happy, mm, wouldn't you rather be happy by yourself than miserable in a relationship? And I'm not saying you're miserable in your relationship, but I'm saying something like this has the ability to build like nothing else because it did with me. Look, girl, I might be projecting onto you too. So please don't, please take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, okay? I'm just letting you know, like, this isn't a small deal. This is a decent deal, all right? Not a big deal, but it's a decent deal, all right? And it's something that's clearly plaguing you. And so it's really important that you speak up, that you say something. And I would straight up tell him, like, is it important to you to have time when we're both sober? Like I would ask him, is it important to him? How do you feel about that? Rather than saying, hey, this is what I want. I would ask him what he wants because it, at the end of the day, if you want something and he doesn't, that's a lack of compatibility now. And that's, that's a problem. So get on the page of what he wants what is important to him, regroup on this and then go from there and then tell him, okay, so this is where I'm at and this is how I'm feeling and this is what I want. 
and see how he responds to that and see where he's at with it. He might surprise you. It might lead to a more serious conversation. It might be something you guys both work together to change. However it goes, I hope it works out. However the best result is for you because you're what matters in this situation to me. So let me know how it goes. I love you. Take care of yourself. Um, I think it's great that you're taking care of yourself and doing what makes you feel good. And that's, that's all I care about. I care about you in the situation. Let me know what happens. And thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for the support on the podcast in 2024. It's been four days and you guys have been really supportive so far, especially of the daily episodes. I love it. I'm so excited. Uh, We're going to wrap up the podcast right here because it's pouring rain and I'm pretty sure I left all the windows open. So I love you all. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And in the meantime, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And that gives you a lot of wiggle room. So you'll be fine. Love you. Bye.